This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Jamie Devitt and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silva. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. Oh, hello. Good. Right, How's it going? How's it going? Hey, everyone's came on at the same time. Happy days. You all right, mate? How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. What well, Liam recommended, yeah. So you know, um, it had oh, to be done. It had to be done. Time, <laughs> How you doing, Liam? You all right? Yeah. Can you hear me? My speakers are connected. Uh, I can hear you, but I don't know what microphone we're coming through. Like, is that any better? Mm. Yeah, that boomed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. It's a good sign. There we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Right. So obviously, Will's not here this week. Uh, we've managed to poach somebody over, uh, which I'll introduce to the audience in just a few seconds, lads. Um, there's been a lot of controversy uh, that's unfolded in like, the last three or four hours, which I'm assuming is going to take up the vast majority of our conversation today. Um, but yeah, we'll dive into it, we'll dive into it, I'll kick things off and I'll, uh, I'll introduce everybody to that new voice, they're wondering who it might be. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, not just the seasoning opener, not just episode 119, but it is the debut of a brand new special guest that I'll be introducing to you in just a few seconds. But first, let's say hello to one half of the Cumbrian Brain Trust. Welcome back, (laughs) Liam. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, good to be back for the new season. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the new season on the horizon. And uh, I mean, the gentleman we're about to introduce you have done uh, a video with very recently over on your YouTube channel. Uh, so for the people that have seen that, you might be able to guess who it is. Uh, but we're calling him Max. That's right. Welcome to the Blue Army podcast. Max, how are you doing, mate? Doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Ah, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, Like I said, uh, you did a predictions video with Liam over on YouTube. Um, I mean, comments just then (laughs) (laughs) made me question my uh, 
question what I thought, but uh, no. <laughs> well, I was just the fans got very annoyed at both of us, didn't they? Like, yeah. is the comment section a bit wild. It is. Well, it wasn't. Going to it be. wasn't. I just remember the bad ones. Like, um, I think someone told us to stop sniffing glue, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see my comment section, mate. <laughs> oh dear but how did that come about like how did you guys get in contact how did that whole kind of thing come about uh to be fair i think it was i think i was messaging you actually and um you sort of suggested suggested it and then uh i reached out to liam and uh yeah we kind of just thought we'd plan something at some point and then um it was a good opportunity to start the season uh to get a predictions video out yeah and it did yeah, really I mean- well as now that's now the most viewed video on my channel by quite some bit as well. I, I had two Cardiff videos a couple of years ago that are taken down now. Um, <laughs> they had about they had about 2,000 views each, and this one it, it easily went to 3,000. So yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, you know, you've got yourself a bit of a following, haven't you, Max? Uh, you, you've got uh, an Instagram page called Carlisle United fans um and i mean how did that start how long ago did that start why don't you tell tell people um, a little bit about that page yeah so that, i started that when i was about 15 so quite a while ago it was 2016 i think it was um i just started it as a bit of fun really and um it kind of picked up a bit uh so i just ca- carried on i mean admittedly i did have some some breaks and that in, in that time maybe when there wasn't so much interest in Carl, <laughs> you know <laughs> Had a few bad seasons and that, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it, getting back on it now, and it's uh, it's nice to just hear all the fans' insights and that, and um, you know, get get some interaction and stuff uh, from different different people on there. Well, you're absolutely smashing it, mate. I think it was over like two hundred, uh, two thousand, sorry, like up like about two thousand one hundred, and still creeping upwards. It's a fantastic yeah. achievement, mate. So, like, hats off to you. It's just giving the fans like uh, almost like like a forum, isn't it? Like you, you kind of like yeah, pop exactly news that, stories. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of like latest news and things like that. And then like you'll you'll just like have a word with people in the comment section and have a little bit yeah. of a backwards no, and forwards. Good. Yeah, enjoy it. So if anyone's interested, you can uh, click on the link that'll be in the description of this episode, and that'll take you straight to Max's um, Instagram page. Uh, and also in the link in the description is the link uh, to the artist that has done our new theme tune for the season. I just want to quickly say thank you to DJ Dubsy uh, for doing that for us. Uh, he's a Manchester-based DJ, but he's got Carlisle close to his heart. Uh, he followed the uh, the podcast Instagram page, and I crawled into his DMs and was like, can I borrow one of your tunes? Because they're bloody bangers. <laughs> uh, so we've gone for some house music this season. Um, lads, we're going to kick things off properly, uh, but before we actually dive into any kind kind of news any kind of heavy things we like to keep the spirits nice and high and pick things up right at the start with some traditions around here and that can only mean it's time for one thing and one thing only it's time for the blue army podcast joke of the week is he having a laugh i think he's trying to it's the blue army podcast joke of the week I'm going down a bit of a knob knob joke route this week, lads. So see what you think of this one. <laughs> Good start. How do you find a blind man on a nudist beach? It isn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a week. It's, it's a goodie. It's it? a goodie. It's a goodie. Well, we're getting, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about being PG anymore. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
I think we're, we're, dive, we're, dive, we're diving in a bit more. Uh, so, you know, uh, the gloves are off. The gloves are off, like we said last week. And uh, Liam, it's about time you put your gloves on and went boxing because it's your segment, my friend. Uh, you, you, you're doing it all on your own this week. It's time for the League One Roundup with Liam. Go on, lads. What have you got Go for on, us? Liam. It's sad without Will's being here. Because... Uh... <laughs> this, this is usually his segment, but... Uh... <laughs> but I'll start with the big talking point of uh, this group of fixtures, and that's Barnsley absolutely hammering Port Vale 7-0, which puts uh, Port Vale next to bottom. Uh, it's, it's very rare for a team to get beat 7-0 on the opening day and not be bottom, but that comes courtesy of Wigan on minus points. But um, they're on minus five now with a plus one goal difference. But yes, yeah, 7-0 to Barnsley, it puts them firmly at the top of the table and it shows their intentions, especially with fans this season sort of Gunning for them to sign a new striker, which they haven't done. The uh, the Twitter page sort of took the make a bit by saying, "Oh, sign a new striker." We've just scored seven, but but yeah, one was through an own goal. To be fair to them, so maybe they do need a few more goals up front. But uh, yeah, Blackpool got their season <laughs> off to a good start, beating uh, uh, what a lot of my comments said were going to be up there. Burton, they beat Burton two nil. Uh, have that Burton fans stop insulting me in my comment section, please. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Bolton. <laughs> <gonna> get worse. <laughs> Bolton beat Lincoln three 0 Lincoln, a team that I think might struggle because they just didn't put up much of a fight at all. And when Jack Iredale's scoring goals for Bolton, you know something's wrong, as we've seen at Carlisle. <laughs> uh, Cambridge beat Oxford two nil. Um, weird one. A lot of people predicted Cambridge to not do too well. Carlisle, yeah. I'm sure we're going mm. to speak about. Drew one one with Fleetwood, one of the less interesting. Uh, scores of the week uh, Charlton beat nearly promoted Leighton Orient 1-0 Derby big shock here um, Derby one of the title favourites for most people including my, myself Did we Max we both predicted uh, them to finish and me as well eh? and you as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got beat by what a lot of people said would get relegated in, in, in Wigan 2-1 uh, with former Carlisle striker Charlie White getting both of the goals getting himself back into the game uh, two newly promoted sides Northampton and Stevenage Stevenage came out on top 1-0 with an away win Northampton looked a little bit uh, uninspiring from what I've heard from their fans. Portsmouth, big shock again, drew 1-1 with Bristol Rovers. You know, they're a team that people would expect to be very far up the table and they only got that draw courtesy of a 92nd minute goal. How many minutes were added on? I'm not sure. Yeah. Because, I think know, that's happened a few games. I don't know if that's a new thing they're trying to do, but I'm not, I'm not sure I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that have complained about that. Um uh, Peterborough won one nil against Reading, nothing result. Shrewsbury beat Cheltenham one nil with uh, former Carlisle man Morgan Feeney playing his part. You know, you got I, I think he got nominated for man of the match, but didn't quite get it. And How do you get re- nominated for a man of the match? Well, I feel like, you know, we used, we used to do the uh, the Twitter polls and they would put four players up and the fans. Ah, would right, okay. the match. That's not <laughs> me. How they do it you, for the club now? I, I don't know. I just I just saw that he was he was getting mentioned a lot as being one of the better players on the day. Okay. Um. Exeter beat Wickham 3-0, which is a strange one, especially with their goal being the first goal scored in League 2 this season. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Aitchison scoring in the first minute. Uh, but it, it leaves a very, very interesting table. And obviously, you can't tell too much on that from the first game. But it puts Barnsley and Exeter top of the league with Wigan, Port Vale, Wickham and Lincoln in the relegation zone and Carlisle firmly in 12th, which I'm sure we'd all take. But the big talking <laughs> point in League 1 this season has really been, and across the whole EFL as well, I'm sure we'll go out and talk about it, that stupid amount of added time people have been adding on. It's it's caused controversy. There've been a few injury shouts. 
Interesting, yeah, but that that's how the table starts after um, the first week of League One. And it's interesting this season, you know, because I'm so used to talking about League Two that when I was preparing for this segment, I immediately went to the League Two table, looked for yeah. us, we weren't on it. So yeah. I thought, oh yeah, we're in League One now, aren't we? So I had to, I had to <laughs> yeah. change it quickly at the end. Hopefully uh, it stays that way as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because I don't want to be putting up with Wrexham, and if their score on the weekend says anything, they're going to be in there next season as well. So yeah, five three, I think it ended with their stupid amount of added time as well. I think there's two in in the ten minutes added on or something like that. But yeah, that concludes the League One roundup. Pretty interesting. Thank you very round much. Of goals. No, thank yeah. you very much, Liam. We got to find out what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the league. One roundup with Liam. <laughs> get in, mate. Get in. Get in uh, like we will. We will. I, I was. I was kind of going to touch on like the added extra minutes and and the way that it affected yeah. the Carlisle game a bit later on, and then we can talk about like the kind of wider thing just a little bit later on in the match report. But what I'm going to do is take things a little bit further forward and do a bit of Carlisle United related news. Um, we're going to start with the bad things. Um, because we kind of have to. It's, it's, it's what a lot of people are going to be expecting us to be talking about today. It started over the weekend with just a bit of a slap on the wrist, it felt like. You know, Simo once again warning the silly members of the fans, you know, not to do silly things like throwing paraphernalia at, at certain away players um, because it causes stoppages in play and it causes fines. And we can't afford fines when we want to be buying decent players. Um, and that's kind of... It carried on until today. So um, today, there's been a huge reaction from the club. They have ceased ticket sales for the Warwick Road End stand. I do believe that doesn't include the fact that that season ticket holders will still be able to stand in the Warwick. They're just not selling Uh, tickets for it. They're just not selling tickets for it. Yeah, and I assume that's literally because they've written down their name and address and the club will be able to easily trace any season ticket holder back so they feel like they can securely look after the Warwick if it's just season ticket holders. But, you know, lads, is it a massive overreaction to 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 be talking about putting an 18-plus restriction on the Warwick Road end? And, um, you know, when you're increasing security costs, um, I feel like that needed to be done for a 10,000 crowd. But if we're going to be doing it more regularly, it's going to be a, a larger bill for the club. I mean, Max, is your initial impression, you know, obviously you, nobody condones throwing anything onto the pitch, but how do you feel about the club's reaction to what's happened today? Um, personally, it's, it's obviously been massive news. I'll put a post on um, about two o'clock today and the reaction's been like massive. I've had loads of people messaging me asking about the season ticket situation and stuff like that and uh, various other questions. But um, yeah, you could say you could look at it and there were there was a few kids throwing vapes on the pitch. I was in the Warwick, that's what they were throwing. Um, so you could say, Oh, this is a massive overreaction, but at the end of the day, it was a vape it was a vape today, but who's to say it won't be something, you know, potentially dangerous or so for me it's 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 fair enough. Um the lads who were doing it were getting booed and that. Um and I think they'll deserve everything that's coming to them and hope they get caught, to be fair, because it just ripped. It just ruins it and it makes the club look bad. And uh, it's not funny. It wasn't funny at the time. Uh, and if you're gonna do that, then don't bother coming. To be fair, I'm yeah. I'm a bit. I'm a bit angry about it, as as you can probably hear. But yeah, I just think it's a, a massive shame, especially on the first day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Liam, your thoughts? 
Yeah, pretty pretty much the same. Um, it, it's it's just going to ruin that sort of momentum of like getting the ten thousand plus crowds. You know, you you have such a good turnout on the opening day, and now it's probably just not going to be possible to get that many next uh, the next couple of games. Uh, especially with the good feel about the club at the minute, it just it's a, it's a sucker punch as well. Maybe it's a bit of an overreaction. Uh, I put I put a tweet out that I got a lot of views for on Twitter. You know, th- this week has just been me getting skittered on the internet, but. Uh, <laughs> But I I put out a tweet saying that I, in, on hindsight it probably wasn't a smart thing to say, but I said surely put some more money into the sort of security and steward stuff because they you you watch them on a match day they just stand next to the pitch like planks of wood doing absolutely sod all and yeah, you know especially you, you could say that but then no matter how much you're going to pay a steward he's not going to stand at the end of the thing like Thomas Hurley catching everything yeah yeah well exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very, yeah but I mean you'd imagine. Maybe not with the stewards, but maybe CCTV. Surely it catches who's doing it, you know. Or yeah, you would think stewards. So. Stewards <laughs> are meant to be keeping an eye on the crowd, and if somebody does throw something, they should immediately be able to see who's thrown it because that's kind of their job. And I mean, you see what they do in the Pioneer Stand, and I know there's not much trouble in that stand at all, but that's where I sit. And they just line up on the pitch in a complete straight line and like kneel and look yeah. at the pitch and it's just like well, what are you getting paid to do there and it just doesn't make much sense uh, I know they can't really stop it but they can help catch the people doing it if they're sort of watching the crowd yeah. like they're supposed to be it was yeah. the police that came over I think there was a couple of coppers that came to try and but again yeah, they just got stuck there um, I mean I could have probably picked out who did it just from like looking at where the things were thrown for but... exactly that, that, that's think, the thing for me it's it's do you think surely maybe it's it should a case be... of one of the fans pointing it out then do you think like what someone has to just like be that brave grass you know what i mean maybe. Be, like, you know what i mean like somebody <laughs> maybe, has to be but... the person that says hey, it's them lot it's them lot go over there yeah, it's, and, you know it's not the fans responsibility though is it they've no it's not no it's not there, right. so it's like i don't know what you do really other than just sort of condemn the people that do it because like it, it, it's not even good crack like it's, it's a bit mindless really it is it is. It is. Now I'm seeing, I see both sides. Obviously, I don't condone anything that happens. Um, like you can't be throwing stuff on the no. pitch, and if you want to be throwing stuff at the pitch, just stay at home and look at the drywall because you don't deserve to be play, like watching football. You're the same sort of person that rage quits at FIFA. Um, like <laughs> you, you know, if if you're throwing your controller at the ground at FIFA, it's like maybe you know you might throw something on the pitch at a football match, but we'll see. Well, you know, it's it's. I think it's a big overreaction. And the reason I think it's a big overreaction is because I think the club is really scared that the finger's going to get pointed at them for not having done yeah. enough in the first place. On the first game of the season, some of the things that they're talking about implementing should probably have been spoken about two or three weeks ago um, when, they, when they were looking at trying to drag in 10,000 fans into Brunton Park. You know where the trouble's going to go. You know yeah. they're going to be in the water. They're not going to be any anywhere else. So you know where the security needs to be tightened up a bit more. And I feel like they kind of missed the boat with their opportunity, and now they're playing catch up, um, and 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 the and it's it's a big backlash because they have to play catch up, so they have to be seen to be making a big effort, um, yeah. and so yeah, I mean that's I, I see both sides of it. Like I said, don't condone what happened, but I also think the club haven't done enough to necessarily safeguard themselves. Yeah, yeah from this kind of an incident from happening. Um, and I think that needs to be addressed as well. I think they need to warn up and say, you know, yeah, we're, you know, it's a very small minority of the fans, but it's also, you know, a little bit of us because like we've, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a togetherness thing. So if you want us, the good fans, to work with you, the club, then, you know, you can't just be with us. You know, you've got to be seen to be higher up than that, like doing a bit more than that. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, I think that's my... 
Go they closed the what? They closed the Warwick for two games, but then what's the sort of plan ahead of that? Like where does it end? Because you can't just do that every, every yeah. game. So it's I don't know. It does seem a bit like a, a bit of a, a panic move, I reckon, from them. It would be a bit horrible if like the whole idea because like there's a rumor uh, going rounds. And the rumour is basically the club want to knock the Warwick down and build something else anyway. And that's part of like, you know, a new investment kind of thing is to be like, we need to update the club a bit more. Them toilet facilities are an absolute disgrace. Uh, The food facilities are a disgrace. So this might be a really easy way for the club to justify closing that stand, knocking it down and building something else. Um, But, you know, that's just a rumour. It's just a rumour. I thought it was worth mentioning uh, anyway. Uh, We'll move on. More Carlisle United-related news in a more positive way. Uh, Paul Simpson, after the weekend, said that he will be dipping his toe back into the transfer market. But, Liam, what positioning do you want to see getting addressed straight away? Well, I think the one he's obviously made it clear he wants to invest in is the goalkeeper. Like as 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 much as I do like Thomas Holden, and I know I've been critical of him in the past, but I I would be happy to see him be our number one. You can't help but think that our goalkeeping department this season is just our goalkeeping department last season, mm. but with two less goalkeepers. Like we've got less than we did last <laughs> season, and it's the exact same players yeah. we did last season. I can see maybe like a. I don't know, just a decent backup keeper, Brian. I think that's what he wants, and maybe it's a loan player. Like I think there was that kid from Liverpool mentioned. Um, and as well, maybe a striker. Like, I, there's been a couple of rumours that Edmondson's been linked with a, way, a move away. I don't know how truthful that is. And he wasn't in the squad at all uh, the other day. I just feel like we've got, we should, surely there's better options than Jorgan to come off the bench for us. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like there will be a couple of loan signings. And I feel like just say that Branthwick gets sold all of a sudden or Henderson goes all of a sudden and suddenly we have a little bit of money, you'll see us sign like a, a decent free agent striker maybe come towards the end of the career. Mm. Or even like a Mark Howard type goalkeeper where uh, you bring in an older keeper. I mean, Max, we've 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 had a bit of investment. We've bought Sean Maguire, um, but do you think like that striking position still needs some kind of strengthening? Or do you think like that the first game of the season, we're just kind of waiting for him to get fit and, you know, we're going to see yeah, a different well, strike force. For me, it's like what Liam said, it's like depends a lot on obviously what Edmondson does because uh, I was impressed with him last season. But I think if he stays, I, I, I won't be too worried really about striker. Sean Maguire is obviously a massive signing in my opinion. He's like, mm-hmm. um, he's obviously played in the championship quite a lot. And um, I reckon once he gets his, once he gets his form and that, he'll be a, a massive player for us. But, um, yeah, I'd agree with Liam. Getting getting a keeper in is, I think, the main priority. Because, uh, well, I think Paul Simpson wanted not just a sub-keeper, really, but... Like someone to challenge who, Thomas. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Someone who could maybe make Thomas Hurley sort of not get so comfortable in his number one position, which is which is what we need, I reckon. And, do you uh, think? Do you think that's why he didn't sign Danny Dan Langley, uh, the the old Newcastle goalkeeper that's been on trial for a while? Do you think he just wasn't enough of a threat to the number one position? I think there's loads loads of factors. Really, you don't know if it's come from the Newcastle side, maybe, or maybe the player himself. Um, but who knows? To be fair, it doesn't matter anymore because he didn't arrive. So we'll just have to wait and see yeah. and hope um, Greg and uh, Simo get someone decent in. I can't imagine anyone coming in before the Harrogate game that's happening on Tuesday. Uh, so I'd imagine something might be, you know, a little bit later on in the week. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he means by dipping his toes back into the transfer market. Um, Liam, as you mentioned just before, uh, there has been 
links and interest in Jared Branthwaite once again. The rumours of a £25 million bid from Manchester United. Um, Liam, I don't think that's enough money for Jared Branthwaite, do you? <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I'd take it. That, there's, there's been less offers made for him. <laughs> I reckon he's worth more. I reckon he's worth more. Max, a young a young English defender who's just beaten the world with the under-21s. He's had a fantastic season over in PSV. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's still a Premier League player. Do you not think Jared Bamford's worth a bit more than 25? Who knows? I mean, English tax is probably... That's still a thing, isn't it? So yeah. That, yeah. that's what you're thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. I haven't seen... Since he left Carlisle, I haven't seen loads of him, to be fair, so... Um, but yeah, what does anyone know what the um sort of financial situation with Carlisle is in a, in a deal that involves it? Is there some sort of sell on clause or anything? So, there is. It's it was it was it was spoken about at the last meeting, wasn't it? Um, and it was it, when he was signed, it was like after an FA sort of like rule change where there was like this right. YTS sort of like thing, and it basically covers people between the ages of like um sixteen to twenty one. Um, right. under a certain compensation bracket. Um, but obviously, Carlisle, I mean, Everton paid money for him. Yeah. Yeah. And in it was in that deal. It wasn't, it's not just an FA yeah. deal. It's in that deal between awesome. Everton. So yeah. I think a lot of people get confused thinking it's only going to be quite a small amount because it's one of those FA compensation things. Yeah. He wasn't, he was on a pro contract when he left. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, they paid decent money for him. So I don't think anyone really knows exactly what the percentage is. But no. you'd you'd assume it'd be at least ten percent. You'd assume it'd be yeah. minimum ten percent for a player 10%. that young. That's a massive amount of money for Carlo. Even five percent. Even five percent. Yeah. Well, it, it um, nearly clears the debt, doesn't it? Like, and that, and that's a big thing for us at the minute. I I, I just think like what they said at the deal, and as well is if any sell-on clauses come, it'll be, you know, Man United will probably pay in about. Ten instalments across the next Aye. few years, and we'll get yeah. percentages of them instalments. We won't get the ten percent all at once. We'll get it when they're paid their bit. So it, it it won't be like an influx of two million for this summer for us to spend or for us to clear the debt out. It'll be like we'll get a little bit of money every few months for the next yeah. few years, which is welcome as well. But like, it's not the big sort of transfer money that you'd like. Yeah, some people maybe assume it would be. Yeah, it's not going to be the big Hollywood windfall, unfortunately. Um, in other Carlisle United-related news, and lastly, uh, former Carlisle United strikers have found new teams. Amari Patrick has signed for Sutton United, and Toby Show Silver has signed for Maidenhead. Um, I mean, for those clubs, those are fantastic signings, and I wish them all the very best. Liam, your favourite Toby Show Silver memory? <laughs> oh, I, I love... Toby Show Silver, but it's it's got to be. I remember taking a friend to the football, and he hadn't been to a Carlisle match before. And 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 Toby Shaw Silver got subbed on. We were, I think it was it was still nil nil or something like that. Toby Shaw Silver gets subbed on, and he, and my friend says to me, "Oh, how, is he any good?" And I go, "Well, I said he's all right, but he's he's good when he gets the ball to his feet, and he's in a bit of a muddle up. He's good at getting just a shot off." And about a minute after he came on, he did exactly like I said he wouldn't score. Um, what what turned out to be one of the winning goals. Yeah, I love that goal, and and, and it was a really important one as well because it helped us sort of push our way out of. Were we out get, getting out of relegation zone that season? I think it was, wasn't it? Towards the end of that season when he was sort of scoring and coming on. Uh, but yeah, you know, fantastic player. Special shout out to the uh, the Tranmere one as well, where he scores in the last minute to get an equaliser. 
I remember being in that away end. What a, what a day that was. But that, that, that's the thing with Toby. He, he didn't score massive amount of goals, but he scored important goals. He's like our Div Okarigi. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's a good shout. I mean, Max, I mean, obviously the go-to one with Amari Patrick's going to be the goal at Wembley. Yeah, um, and so. nobody could forgive you for that being your favourite memory. But have you got anything? Have you got another story about Amari Patrick? No, I just like, with, Am- with Amari, you always got kind of excited, didn't you, when he was, when he was sort of running down the wing. And uh, I'm, I look at the team now and I'm thinking, have we got anyone like that, really? Uh, so it was a bit of a shame to see him go, um, but I think his his move away was was purely sort of geographical, wasn't it? It sounds like, anyways, uh, which is a shame, and that's something you get with Carlisle, unfortunately. But but yeah, it, it was a shame to see him go, uh, especially after that goal at Wembley. Definitely, one of probably well, one that's... of the biggest goals I've seen Carlisle score. <laughs> I mean, like he's responsible for one of the best memories I'll ever have. So um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said earlier, good luck to both of them. Good luck to both of them. Right, lads, we'll dive into uh, the match report now, which is obviously Carla United's 1-1 draw that happened this weekend in the first game of the season against Fleetwood Town. And as I always do, I'll give you the Carla United starting lineup for the game, which featured... Thomas Hoyley and Nets with a back five of Finn Back, Sam Lavelle, Paul Huntington, John Mellish and Jack Armour, a midfield free of McCalmont Guy Moxon and a front pairing of Plange and Gibson. Now, I was a little bit taken back when I saw that formation, but evidently Gibbo stayed high. He did play a striker's role. Um, was that a shock to you, Max? Was, was that a bit left field or were you pretty clued in after the preseason that he might be worth a shot up front? Well, I'm always sort of open for um for new things in the team. Um, I definitely wouldn't have picked it myself, but Simo knows a lot more of football than, than I do. So, yeah, you've got to trust <laughs> got to trust his decision. So, yeah, thought he played all right as well, uh, Gibson. And uh, yeah, if he's happy, if he's happy to play there and he and he's up for it, then uh, yeah, I don't I don't really see an issue with it. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, it did it did surprise me a bit, but I was I was just more focused on uh. Being back at Brunton and the excitement of all of all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I really at first, if you if you see the squad list, you wouldn't have thought you would have thought maybe Plans is playing up front on his own, and we've kind of like packed the midfield out a little yeah. bit. Uh, Liam, do you think Gibbo's going to be the next multi-man in Simo's system? Now we've got the marauding centre-back striker <laughs> of John Mellish. Do you think we're going to get some kind of midfielder striker role out of Gibson? Well, that's what he played. Uh, on Saturday, like you know, even towards the end of the game, Simo did push him back into midfield when he made subs. You know, instead of taking Gibson off and putting another striker on, he took a midfielder off for a striker, put the striker up top and uh moved Gibson back. I think it was Alfred McCallum he took off. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird one, and it, it, I prefer him in the midfield, but he played really well, so you know, he's obviously doing well for it. So, you know, if, if Simpson wants to play him there, you know, there's evidence to prove that it works. 
<laughs> um, I mean, something Simone definitely didn't get wrong is letting Owen Moxon step up to free kick duties right at the start of this season because the <laughs> opening goal was something incredibly oh special. God. About 32 to maybe 35 yards away from goal, the hush that fell around the stadium just before the strike of of Owen Moxon's right foot curling into the top corner, colliding off the post and just doing that beautiful thing a well-hit corner does when it hits the post of wrapping itself around the back <laughs> of the net. I mean, Max, is that the best goal you've ever seen at Brunton Park? Uh, it's close to that Danny Granger sort of half volley, if you can remember that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that one was absolutely... I was I had a, I was in the Warwick and I had I was directly behind him as well and I saw I, I saw it on like every bit of his journey the curl and everything I just couldn't believe it, it was like some art of the film honestly <laughs> I loved it first game of season get in Liam it's what football's made of isn't it yeah it's it's fantastic maybe it's the uh, the perfect farewell gift. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> what the boot? <laughs> awful thing to say. Poetic. It's a nice way to write. Uh, go out, you know, Marty Patrick left with his Wembley goal. No, I hope it's not true. But... No, sorry sorry not to put true. a downer on it. I hope it's not true. It's no wonder you've been getting jip all week. <laughs> uh, he probably added a, a million onto his uh, exactly. price, to be fair. That goal, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Well, as we alluded to earlier, lads, the ridiculousness of added on time, and it was in the ridiculously lengthy added on time of the second half where Fleetwood managed to score an equaliser. Now, we'll debate whether or not Carlisle United's defence should have done a little bit better with dealing with this initially. The ball is passed around quite easily around the edge of the box passed away to the left-hand side and the uh, the winger manages to cut inside with a poor cross, which is dealt with, but not very well. And it lands straight to the Fleetwood player who pretty much volleys it home. I mean, Gibson was trailing the player who scored the goal. Do you think maybe he's in a different position and he just kind of forgot to track his man back in? And that's that's kind of what's the fault there. What do you think, Max? Um, I just think it's one of them, a bit of lack of concentration in the box. Um, you just get you get them really. I don't want to complain too much. It's obviously, they're not as sharp as probably what they will be in the second half of the season or whatever. So I, it, it didn't worry me, to be fair. It was just one of them unfortunate ones. Um, timing as well, not ideal. But um, I don't want to criticise anyone too much. It's just one of them rubbish goals, really. Yeah, it seemed that like the defense were they, they were doing well. They were keeping the the, the attack on the periphery, but they, at the end of the day, they did allow the ball to come in, and they and they were last to the second ball, weren't they, Liam? Is if we just having a little bit of a teething process because you know we've got a new defender in there yeah. and we need to bed him in a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it's harsh to blame Gibson too much. I think I think the initial error comes from Paul Huntington. You know, he, he tries to let it go back to the keeper. It hits him on like the back of the head or the shoulder or something and it, it, that that's what starts the whole uh, Fleetwood move was that error from Paul Huntington but I think it's it's a harsh to um, blame anyone for that goal it's it's one of them ones that I think 99 times nine, 9 times out of 10 at least that just goes over the bar It's he's it, it, coming into the box he just absolutely smacks it it goes along the floor 
Yeah. You know, most of the time that 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 just either goes into the stands or well, well wide. It, it was such a perfectly good, perfectly hit goal that you know. you get them done. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. <laughs> was lucky to be fair. A marauder in centre back coming forward. Ah, oh, it's, it's just our luck. But no, like I said, it was in a ridiculous amount of second, uh, first half injury time where the goal came in, and obviously, you know, there were chances for both sides, and obviously there was that fan incident that m- must have led to extra stoppages. Yeah. But I mean, Max, how do you think the extra time is going to affect players? Um. Obviously, it's not ideal, is it? Um, especially in the early stages of the season, where the players, I think you could see uh, during the sort of last stages of the game, the, the lack of fitness, which is to be expected, and the 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 stoppage time. I think what was it, eleven minutes or something ridiculous? Yeah. Like that. It's not helps. It's not helping. Like, but obviously, there's been a rule change somewhere, and they've just got to get on with it. But I just hope it doesn't affect us too badly in terms of injuries because uh, we haven't sort of historically been that lucky with injuries um, last season we had a few troubles so I'm just hoping that I don't know there's just going to be a lot of work made for the physios with this extra time I think yeah I mean we, we saw a lot of it at the World Cup and we were warned we were going to see more of it in good old Blighty uh, once the season kicked off uh, Liam is 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 it good for football? Is it you know you, you said last week it's going to get rid of Steve Evans' ball and, and things like that. I mean, it, it, do the do the pros outweigh the cons? I'm going to be controversial. I actually really like it. I think I think you're not. <laughs> the problem is it gets rid of players like Joe Garner who come on just to waste time. It gets rid of Steve Evans' ball where you're getting the ball in play for half an hour for the full ninety. And I I, I just feel like when players get used to it, we're not going to see that much added time on because people will just stop doing what they usually do to get this sort of added time put onto games. Like, in a couple of years' time, we're not going to see 11 minutes because players will just not take forever with throw-ins and not waste time the way they do now. It's, it's a, you know, time-wasting football was a massive, massive issue, and it has been for years now. And I just think it's a good way to stamp that out. And you, you say the pros outweigh the cons. I think that's true. But I just feel like a lot of the cons, if players play by the rules just won't exist like you, you say the extra time would, would that'll cause injuries you know in the nicest way possible that I, I know it's not an excuse but they're pro footballers you know what's the Maybe what's what's the, what's the counteract to that though is it like having being allowed to have more substitutions like which they've just in which they've just done as well you know that's that's a new rule in the last year that, that when then when i allow five substitutions so it, it, it's 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 a weird one, and I can definitely see both sides of it. But I feel like that added time just won't exist in a few years when players start playing by the, by the rules. Yeah, yeah, it's just one okay. of them, like when when change comes in, it's very sort of it's very rarely, um, sort of it's very rare that everyone's in favour of it. So it's just yeah, it'll just be a case of everyone getting used to it. And uh, yeah, to be fair, I don't feel too strongly either side really. I I just want us to win games. I will say. <laughs> It definitely won't work with VAR in the Premier League because mm. they just take ridiculous stoppages for that. But as long as in the in the low leagues we don't have to worry about that, I feel like it should work out fine. You never know, a couple of years, we might have to worry about it when we go. <laughs> That's when I stop watching football. <laughs> 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 when, uh, when, you start coming to Carlisle City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just work my way down the league, start going That's red stretches. <laughs> <laughs> the way backwards, that's the way to go. Um, 
No, it was it, like I said, you know, both sides actually had chances in the second half. Uh, Gibson came really close. I just yeah. think he got caught between two minds. Is it, you know, Max, do you think that's what it was? It was like well, it, I think he was yeah. trying to square it to McCalmont, but he did, and then a, he realized the goal was open, you know. Yeah, it's one of them. It, it was a hard chance, and it, it did absolutely like fizz at him, to be fair. An awkward height, it looked like from where I was sat, anyways, or stood, but um, yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, it's easy to say I could I could score that open goal, but <laughs> so it was a lot trickier than that. And on another day, he's burying it, isn't he? So it's just unlucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, Liam Carl United's performance, one all draw. Uh, do you feel like it was fair on the day, or do you feel like that we were doing enough to come away with the three points? Yeah, I think both teams had chances to win it in the end. I think we were by far the better team in the first half. Maybe if we'd have got another then, which we might have deserved. You know, like you said, there was a couple of good chances to make it 2-0. It's it's a weird one because I think both teams will sort of be content. It's, it's, it's a decent opening display from both teams. I don't think... I don't think either team looked completely outclassed. Carlisle handed the step up, handled the step up really well, so... Yeah, a point's probably fair all in all. I just feel like if we were a little bit fitter, we could have got three points, but we, we lagged towards the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Max, your report card on the Fleetwood game? Yeah, it was good. It was pretty solid. I was a bit worried that, um, obviously, going up strip, like going up in your first game, you sort of think, oh, I hope we're not, not going to get sort of outclassed. But I thought we looked pretty comfortable. Um, I don't think the step up is too sort of steep. Um especially with the players we've signed who played played in the league before. So, yeah, I was pretty chuffed all in all. Um, and I'm looking forward to the season. I think I'm quite optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a fair result. But I would have liked to have won it. Because I'm a Carlisle fan, and I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to have to break it down any more than well, that. We would have all liked to have won it. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to have yeah. to break it down any more than that, because you two have said everything there is to say. <laughs> that, 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 Garner, um, that Garner header, I was convinced it was in, but... Yeah, I actually think it? that's a better chance than the Gibson chance. Yeah, you could argue that. You could argue that. Because be a lot closer, and it's right on his head, you know. <laughs> Just yeah. decides to head it I think down. Maybe the guy in front of him might have put him off a bit. But maybe, maybe. Even then, you know, but it's just, yeah. Joe Garner usually scores them kinds of chances. Like that, that, that's even that's even what Paul Simpson said. You know, he, most of the times he's burying that. So by his own standards, I don't think he's done as well as he he knows he can do. Yeah, I think I said to my mate straight after I was like, if I could have picked anyone on the team to have that chance, I would have picked Joe Garner. So yeah, good scrappy chance on the <laughs> right on yeah. the line. You know, that, that, that's who, that's who you want there. Yeah, <laughs> ball dead, then... no cushion. You know, it's, it's absolutely perfect. You know, there was there was there was plenty of players that did perform pretty well on the day, but who really stood out to you? Who are you going to give your Foxes feature man of the match to? Go on, Max, you kick it off. Moxon, Why not Moxon, just for the man? goal, not just for the goal, but every time he gets on the every time he gets on the ball, I think he looks like we're better than everyone else. Um, I don't know, he just he's just very comfortable, isn't he? Um, with the ball at his feet, and like I think. His passing actually went sort of unnoticed, really, uh, from praise. But I think it was just before that um, Gibson chance when he when he missed sort of the open goal. The ball that Moxon played over to don't know who it was, maybe Finn Finn back was it? Yeah. But that ball was absolutely insane. So I think I will be gutted if he leaves. I thought he was unreal. 
<laughs> Liam, you've done really well to keep tight-lipped this episode <laughs> and not let your man of the match out the bag early. You, yeah, you like one. I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I considered Moxon for the goal, but I feel like the, the problem with him is in that game, in the first 15 minutes or so, he did give the ball away a lot. Like his passing game, as usual, was on point, but some of the bits of dribbling he did, I didn't think were up to his usual standards. Uh, so I'm going to give it to the player who just looked the most deadly for me, and that's Jordan Gibson. You know, he had a, he had a few good chances. I think, I think if he buries that chance, he's a hundred percent my man of the match. But yeah, he just he just everything good seemed to come through him at one point. He just looked sharp. Some of his passing was really good. He made some good runs. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see him start in the next game. And it was Jordan Gibson. Yeah, um, I'm going to continue the Gordon Gibson train because uh, that's who I was going to give man of the match. The Gordon, <laughs> Gordon Gibson, Gordon, Gordon the Gopher, Jordan Gibson train. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to give him my Foxy's feature man of the match as well. Uh, it's tireless effort as as well as everything you said. He was just constantly trying to keep up and trying to like make the tackle and trying to make the first run into the box. And you could see, yeah. you know, effort was really like. In abundance, and he still played like the full game as well, like 111 minutes. Um, and like you said, he changed yeah, he positions, positions halfway position, through the he? game. Yeah. So it's it, you know just really good, really good stuff. Um, so for me, he stood out. And the only contribution I've got from Will uh, for this episode is a text message that says uh, <laughs> "MOM Sam Lavelle." Um, so <laughs> there's no explanation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's no explanation, but yeah, yeah, he's given it to Sam Lavelle. So, um, I mean, yeah, did, it was his debut though on the day. So, uh, did, did were you watching him in particular to, to Max to maybe like just see yeah. how he was settling in? I was, yeah, and I, I was impressed. Uh, I think I don't think he's played in 90 minutes for ages, so I was I was impressed. He seemed to be um, sort of barking out some orders and stuff, which is nice to see. He obviously feels comfortable with his uh, teammates, and uh, I think yeah, him and Huntington work pretty well, uh, all in all. So I think he's a, he was a good signing. That's obviously early doors, isn't it? But yeah, I, I was impressed with him. <laughs> Thanks for doing season. Will's work for him, mate. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll I'll pass that on for you. <laughs> um, so we'll look ahead to next weekend's opponents because we all know this podcast comes out on a Wednesday, so won't really. You know, it'll be old news, Harrogate, by the time this podcast comes out. So we'll move on to the weekend's game, which is against Oxford United. Um, predictions time, gentlemen. They didn't do very well in their first game. They lost 2-0 to Cambridge. Cambridge is the team that a lot of people uh, put in their relegation zone in the predictions, or at least lower down. And I did. I put them pretty much rock bottom. And so I think, based off the back of that, in comparison... Carla United should be able to go down to Oxford and beat them 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out on a big old limb. I'm going to say 3-0. Uh, Max, what are you going to predict? Um, I think I think it might actually work against us that they got hammered by Cambridge. Not hammered, but 2-0. Just because they'll be they'll be eager not to get two defeats on the board straight away. Mm. Um, and obviously they're at home as well, so... I don't know, I'd just be a bit more cautious. I think, to be fair, a draw might not be a bad result away from home, uh, first away game, but obviously I would back us to win 2-1 still. still. Sean, yeah, McGuire. Sean Maguire, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm being too negative now. Um, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think a draw away from home is a good result, and I'm going to say we'll just do 1-1 again. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and again, Sean Maguire up, he gets a goal. Okay, I mean, how did he look after coming off the bench? How did you guys feel like he got on? Good, really good. I, I feel like he didn't get too much, he didn't have too much, like, service at, at points because he came on when we'd kind of already accepted a draw and we were sort of defending a little bit more. But he had a, a couple of good touches, a couple of good, like, bits of class, a bit of dribbling here and there. You can tell he looked sharp. It, it reminded of me when we re-signed Amari Patrick where you could just see that he was a little bit above the rest in terms of ability. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with him. Um, I actually disagree. I didn't think he looked that sharp. Uh, I think he's got a lot more in his locker, to be fair. Um, when he's when he's at his best, I think he'll be our best player. But yeah. I wasn't. I didn't really want to judge too much on the first game because because obviously we haven't had as much sort of preparation as other teams. Like, so I don't know. But, yeah, and and to be fair, he hasn't had a preseason either. That's what I was going to ask. Cause he not, was he not did not even have a trial or anything? Was he had no kind of preseason? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think he's just one. He's just a big name, isn't he? I, I'm yeah. not sure they would have uh, needed a trial for him. His record sort of speaks for itself. So, yeah, I mean, not not at this not at this level, but maybe if he's had some kind of preseason somewhere else, yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Nothing's came out. Nothing's came out yet. Nothing's came out yet. But what is coming back, gentlemen, is everybody's favourite game. Get in the player. Get in the player. Get in the player. Get in the player. You can't hear it. Can't hear it. Play the coup Get in the player. Not getting anything. You're not getting nothing. Yeah, useless. Honestly, I I downloaded it and everything, like just so you guys could actually hear it this time. And again, I've just raved away in what looks like to you absolute silence. (laughs) (laughs) For those watching at home, for those at home, Max, usually he just starts a segment, dances for a little bit in silence by while Min will watch him <laughs> and then asks us some questions. Maybe you should start putting the videos on like somewhere instead of just the audio so that everyone can, even... <laughs> can see you just like awkwardly dancing. You can hear because I edit I edit it into the into the podcast later on when no, I'm editing yeah. the podcast. I do oh, edit it in so like you can properly uh, hear it in the podcast. Just a weird experience for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. Like, yeah, I gotta figure it out. But no, I'm glad it's pre, <laughs> it's preseason for us. It's preseason for us because obviously Wills isn't here. Um, so it, we're just gonna have a preseason friendly version of guessing the player. So you know, points don't matter, but pride does. Pride does. You know, pride really does. <laughs> um, I mean, Liam, going into the new season. Uh, after last season, how do you think? I mean, like you know, I mean, like <laughs> how how have you prepared for this season? Um, preparation, nothing, and I just hope Wills has done nothing as well. Uh, I've been sitting here throwing darts at my uh, my dartboard with Wills's face on it <laughs> <laughs> after last season's destroying loss on the final day on points. It was a but, beautiful uh... <laughs> turnaround victory, it was so poetic. I, I hated it so much. Um, couldn't but... have read it, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll beat him this year. <laughs> You'll beat him this year. Yeah, and Max, Max, you're the plucky, plucky newcomer looking to take on somebody that you know falls short a bit last season. You could really upset <laughs> the rankings here from coming out of nowhere. How do you feel going into your first game against the player? Yeah, Liam, I wouldn't worry, mate. I wouldn't worry so far. <laughs> Thing is, if it's anyone before like 2015, I've got no clue. So Same. yeah, <laughs> I've catered towards you. Don't worry, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
We'll see. Because Max is the guest, it's only polite that he gets to go first. It's only a friendly, yeah, Liam. Don't frown. All right. Okay, <laughs> good. So Max gets to go first. So the first clue, Max, is that this player once won the Scottish Cup. Hmm. Do I, do I get to know what team he won it with? Or... No, it's very That's open-ended. Yeah, I think it might it is, be. To be honest. Um, do I just get one guess? Yeah, and then one you'll guess get in this clue. round. Yeah, right, right. Um, I'm just gonna go with um one of our new signings. Who I don't know, complete guess. And I also don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> 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 Dylan Magooch or whatever his name is. Yeah. I go with Magooch. I say Magooch. I say Magooch. I think it's definitely wrong. You know it's wrong because, yeah, we, we were in the pub with some Dundee United fans and he told us what oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I say Magooch. I say Magooch. But I'm sorry if I made you think you got it right because you haven't, I'm afraid, no, mate. I'm Not on your first guess. It's hard. It's hard on your first guess. Liam, he's won a Scottish Cup. Who do you think it is? I think I know it is. It's um, Danny Granger and he won it with Hart. Yes. Liam, it is Danny Granger. Yeah, he's done it on his first guess. <laughs> he's done it on his first guess. It was Danny Granger. The other clue was going to be he played five seasons at Carlisle United and the last clue was going to be born in Gretna. That's right. It's two-time Workington manager Danny Granger guessing the player this week, lads. Uh, it's 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 always a fun game to play. It really is, and it's always a fun game uh, to go out on. Uh, like I said, there's going to be links in the descriptions uh, for Max's Instagram page. There's uh, I'll I'll put I'll put your YouTube in it, Liam. Because yeah, I'd <laughs> probably do that more often, shouldn't I? Really, so just have it on copy and paste. I just don't well, think. Nice. But I'll, yeah, it's probably <laughs> to be fair. fair if if, pe- if people have watched this long the podcast and. They haven't it, gone to the channel. They're not going to. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we talk about it on most podcasts at yeah, some point. Yeah. <laughs> we do mention it because Will steals his insight off you and then uses it against <laughs> you. <laughs> or maybe he uses it to prompt conversation. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. It really has been. Uh, like I mentioned earlier on, the new theme tune is done by DJ Dubsy. Uh, his link to his Instagram page will also be in the description below max i want to thank you especially for making the effort to join us for the first time on the blue army podcast thank you very much i'm glad you enjoyed it and liam it's always a pleasure my friend and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now bye for now bye bye
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.